BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why do I want to be perfect? There is no such thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing in my life that is perfect. There's not the way I struggle, the way I love my wife, the way, you know, there's the, the way I drop. There's nothing that's perfect, but can I be better? There's, there is nothing about life that's perfect, but we're trying to be better human beings for one another and the people that we interact with. And so that's the most important point part for me. Hey, everybody, and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete and mental health and body image advocate, and I'll be your host. We've got awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and are bringing you the realest conversations about everything and anything. Now let's get real. Gosh, I am so excited to be back with a microphone all by myself. Um, it's been a while, <laughs> but I'm excited to be here. And also, I mean, I, I got a nicer microphone, so I feel like almost better about this whole by myself in a room talking in a mic uh, conversation. But what I'm trying to say is I'm just really excited to be back and giving you guys real pot episodes and sitting down with some crazy inspiring people. And I am so grateful that you have chosen, chose to tune in. But yeah, if you were listening last season, welcome back. Thanks for all that support. Love you lots. Hope that the wait will be worth it. If you are a newcomer, I hope the first 30 seconds has been everything you were hoping for. (laughs) Um, I'm doing well. If you were wondering how I'm doing, I'm doing great. It's that 2020 start of the year. I feel like everyone is so motivated. It's still January. We're feeling hyped about our New Year's resolutions. We're feeling that energy. All the juices are flowing. We have so many things we want to do and become better in all the ways we can be. And so I just thought that this guest today, was the perfect person to help encourage us on that pursuit and shed so much light on how to be better and how to stay motivated every day, every second, which is so hard to do. So today's guest has a very special and motivating energy about him. He is truly one of a kind. Ron Everline, also known as Boss, is the founder of the Just Train Gyms Empire and a celebrity trainer to stars like Kevin Hart, Neo, and Trey Songs. I know, right? Think about those abs. I first discovered Boss while watching Kevin Hart's Netflix documentary, where my mouth straight dropped to the floor when I watched his first scene. If you haven't had a chance to see it, you should because it's really good. But if not, I pulled the clip for you so you can listen right now. Wait, wait, wait. Before I play it, though, let me just set this scene. So Kevin Hart has overslept and he is not at the gym yet for his workout and he's supposed to be there. 
cut to the scene of Boss, his trainer and our guest of honor today, who says a few words about his thoughts on Kevin and work ethic and Kevin being late. Okay, let's go. I've been at the gym, motivated since 8 o'clock this morning. Kev has a tendency for calling people lazy. He thinks he outworks everybody, not me. Absolutely not. It kind of pisses me off that he's late, but, I mean, that's what I'm paid to do and be here no matter what. That's why I woke up early, even though we got in at 4.30. I've been up since 8, because the number one priority is to do my fucking job. Sorry for cursing, but I'm my endorphins. See if y'all know what those are. I'm on high level of turned up. I go in with the idea that I have a job to do to make you better and give you good energy. I have something to do, and, and there's something you're trying to accomplish, and I'm going to do that. And so I come on a mission. Do I think Kevin works himself too hard? No. This is his time. You got to maximize your opportunity while you got it, goddamn. I don't give a fuck if you're the highest grossing comedian in the world. Somebody wants your fucking position. Somebody's looking at you right now saying your time's going to be up. Um, yeah, speechless. I mean, I wish I could just have a miniature boss to like wake me up every morning with all of that energy and motivation because I get hyped watching that clip. I seriously, after I saw that scene, I no joke screen recorded it on my phone and saved it. So it was an honor to sit down with boss and I am so thankful he took the time to share his wisdom with all of us today. You guys are going to love this interview. And also, not only is he so motivating, energetic, but he's so self-aware and also such a caring human being that um, it's it's truly amazing. So let's get into the episode. I'm so excited to present this interview with Boss Everline. Laying out the vocal red carpet for you. No, 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 I'm, I'm totally easy. <laughs> um, I'm easy, I'm easy. Love it. Well, the first time I found out about you is I was watching Kevin Hart's documentary. Okay. And it was the first episode where like. Oh, this is the first time you found out yeah, about me. Oh, wow. Which okay. I could not believe because okay. you're like mega famous. Okay. No, but, I'm not famous. <laughs> but it was you and you were saying like, do I think he works hard? No. And yeah. you were like, I don't care who you are. Someone's looking at you, wants to beat you out, wants to be better than you and your time's going to be up. Yeah. And then you said, maximize your opportunity while you got it. And that phrase literally has stuck with me i was like who is this guy I look you up on instagram i was like i'll shoot my shot in the yeah, dm yeah, 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 yeah. that's awesome <laughs> and i really appreciate you accepting the invite you know what's so funny um and i apologize to the people that i don't get back to um i try to respond the best way and for whatever instant um you were right at the top i opened it and it said do you want to do my pod or whatever you said and i said sure email this person or whatever and then so we're here and i'm excited you and know I, what i mean and i had yeah. no clue who you were it was just this moment of an opportunity to just connect and, with someone else and i really appreciate it and i feel like you're someone that's super rare like i've literally only encountered someone and i say this as if i know you but like i totally your whole page and everything i mean you have an energy that not a lot of people possess and like you're trying to instill that in everyone else right for sure, for sure. and i've literally only come across like one other person who was similar to you with my trainer back in high school. Okay. Um, but still, like, not even close. I mean, you're... Yeah, no. Did you think you're rare? Like, you do you understand, like, what differentiates you? Mm, you know, I think my mindset is just... Uh, I, I don't need try to think about it, to be honest. I just try to continue to build on the things that I think are, are, are of value um, to instill in other people. I think, for me, it, it's all about just being authentic uh, consistently um, and being uh, um, authentic with myself and being honest with myself and holding myself accountable for the things that I tell people and so um I think if that's rare 
And I think it probably, you know, it is rare uh, self-accountability. A, a lot of people don't truly understand self-accountability. You tell yourself something, you tell someone else something, you're supposed to follow up. And if you don't follow up, you have a responsibility to tell them that you can't do it and it's okay. But so many people just aren't. Yeah. And yeah. also you can't really lead properly or tell people what to do if you are not going to also do that and two more. Absolutely. So, I mean, and that's something I learned playing college volleyball is like, I mean, you talk about captains, you talk about leaders. I mean, you can't be a leader and tell people what to do if you're not going to do it. And so I learned, like, I can't tell everyone to get on the line if, like, I didn't get on the line yesterday on Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Um, and I think people don't, like, people just want to lead. They don't realize, like, what it takes to be a leader. I, I truly agree. I think, you know, you have to truly understand what leadership is. You know what I mean? Leadership is a responsibility. It goes back to accountability, kind of what you said. In volleyball, you know, even in football, I wasn't always the captain, but I still knew that I had a leadership role. I didn't have to. So, so many people want the title of leadership, but don't understand leadership is possessed in your everyday walk. Rather, someone tells you you're a leader, rather, you know, you're the front runner or the CEO, you're a leader of your position, and that position is whatever you're responsible for. So, no matter what I do, rather, any position in life, as long as you take accountability for the leadership of your role, you're a leader, but so many people just go through the motions. Yeah. If that makes any yeah, sense. No, yeah, no, it does. It's like they think it's all about the talk, but really it's about the do. Like, it's I'm not going to follow sure. the person that tells me to get there yeah. at 6 a.m. I'm going to follow the person that gets there at 5.50 and is warming up. Yeah, That's absolutely. someone, like, I automatically respect. Absolutely. Um, But, okay, so football. You grew up in Texas. Grew up in Texas. It's huge there. I mean, yeah. it's all football. Um, At what age did you realize, like, I love this sport. Yes. I mean, that was, it was all, it was all and only thing I ever knew. Um, my family, um, is a long list of NFL players. And so, you know, obviously growing up in Texas, Texas football was, is some of the best football ever. And so I just always, you know, thought that I was going to be this amazing football player that, you know, that was going to be my life's work. And then I was going to inspire people through entrepreneurship after football. Right. And then, um, and do you have siblings? I have eight brothers and sisters. My mom had nine kids. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a lot of us. Was the family close and supportive of like your football dreams? Yeah. Growing yeah. Up? Very, very close. We're still very close. And, um, you know, football is one of those things where, uh, it taught me about who I, it, it brought out more of the characteristics that I am today. Um, teamwork, working with people that you may not like, but you had a common mm -hmm. goal. You know what I mean? As you probably can understand with volleyball at the end of the day, the number one goal is to step on a team and be a part of something that's bigger than yourself and to try to win. Whether you like the other person or not, you had a common goal, and that common goal was to work together and be together. And so just taking that in life is not always about uh, liking someone or, you know, you know, just kind of, right. and, and so football has taught me so much in sports in general. And so that's kind of how, you know. Um, and did people who knew you when you were in middle school, high school playing football, were you already this vibrant and this driven? Who instilled this in you or in, brought that out in you at a young age? So I lost my mom at a young age, very, you know, um, so, um, but I think, you know, just, I, you know, I always tell people, I don't know if I was poor growing up. Like I did, I didn't have like my mom, we, we lived in like a middle-class area, but we didn't always have everything we wanted. Mm -hmm. So there was always this hope of more. Um, and then I, you know, I have a, my dad's a hard worker. Uh, you know, I come from a family of hard workers. My uncles, I, I had the example, um, of people, you know, really, really putting in the work, but, um, and then 
after you get out of high school, everybody says, man, well, you used to get to the gym at 6 a.m. And, you know, and I was like, I, I actually did used to get to the it's gym. It's weird. Everything's a blur. I cannot yeah. remember anything about You know, and, and so people are like, man, it's so crazy. I remember now seeing you. I remember you were the first one at the gym. You were the first one. And I'm like, damn, I kind of was. But I was forced <laughs> to be at the gym early because I ended up, when my mom passed away, I ended up moving and living with my brother. And he lived about 30 minutes away from where my, my mom's house is. And, uh, and I literally would, he would drop me off to school early because he would have to go to work. So I would just go work out in the morning before school starts. School started at eight o'clock and I was at school at six, you know, so and that's this, where it started. was this high school? High school. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a young, hard age. And I've had a best friend of mine also lose someone at that time. And, um, it's great that you have siblings and people around you to call on and like your workouts and your football that is motivating you because things like that really do help define how you're going to live your life For sure. um, and decide to move on. And it's something that not a lot of people can understand, especially at that age. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I was actually having this conversation with uh, a friend of mine most recently. Um, maybe it was Kevin. I mean, but it, it, it literally, you know, just to think about it and, you know, I lost my mom when I was 11, but to really think about it, I had to make a choice. And um, for a long time, um, I used to always tell people, you know, you're weak. You know, I never played myself a victim for my mom's death. And then I lost my brother, lost a brother. And I never played the victim of like, man, I lost my mom. I lost my brother. And I used to get mad at people that used to make excuses, you know, that they lost a, a, a you know, a parent or because I was so strong and people will go, you're trying to cover it up. But it became my motivation. It became the my reason. And so then I had to understand that everybody process wasn't mine you know what I mean and so as through growth and through opportunity to be around more people I was able to be around people that had lost you know a parent and become I, I had empathy for him rather than before I was very like who man almost defensive like, yeah, like, I was like my right, story's cool. worse than yours or you can't we can't compare yeah like we gotta go like this is our reason and I wanted everybody to have that reason but it can cripple people it can and, and, and rightfully so right to lose someone but for me it was the motivation it was the opportunity to make my mother proud it was an opportunity to continue to live my life on purpose and to be a person of honor because that's the only thing that I I thought that she would want and the only thing I know that she would want. And so that was it for me. But then I was so hard on other people, but then through living and, and, and being on teams and, you know, I re had a teammate that literally would have break breakdowns and I literally would want to fight him. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is PG, but I literally would be like, bro, get your shit together. You know what I mean? Like we have, a, you know, but he was so broken on the inside. And well, so when you talk about your mental health, yeah, I you mean, know that's I mean? the tough line with elite athletics yeah. is the grind and then like being soft yeah. or like, but when is that mental health? And when is that like anxiety? And one thing that I admire that you said is the self-awareness of looking back. Now you're like, I was covering up pain. I was, yeah. you know, trying to, to mask how I was feeling and that's not easy to do. And, um, it's something that I think with a lot of people in the sports world talking about these things now, younger athletes are being able to realize like, okay, what is hard work? Like, yeah. cause you got to push yourself. Yeah. You got to be at a place where you don't think you can and you got to sure. do it. For sure. But then you also need to know, um, what's good for your health. For sure. Especially your mental health. And, and for me, just to be clear, I don't think that I covered it up. I think that I became okay in understanding that it was truly out of my control, mm -hmm. but I knew that my life needed to be an example. The difference was I was inflicting my courage in 
on other people and and it wasn't right. You know what I mean? Right. The, it wasn't that I was covering up a pain because the pain never goes away of losing someone, mm-hmm. right? It, it's it's existing every day. It, it's present, but you become I just became aware that I had a purpose and I lived on the purpose rather than the the opportunity. And so not the people just couldn't get rid of the pain. And so it wasn't that I was covering it up. It was more that I was trying to make more of an impact. You know what I mean? You were recognizing that the healing process might be slower in others. And that's what was the change for me. And so to understand that that pain really existed in other people, you know what I mean? That, that, that could really mentally, you know, break someone rather for me, it was, it could have broke me, it but helped inspire it helped you. inspire me. Yeah. So you continue playing football. You're living with your brother. Yes. I came to um, junior college uh, about, I came right out to junior college and then I was going to transfer to Arizona State. Got into some academic trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up going to Northwest Missouri State and uh, played there. We, we went to some national championships in college in Missouri. That's awesome. And ended up. Yeah, so that's that's a little bit of my journey. Then I moved to Atlanta. This is where I started my fitness career. I moved to Atlanta to uh, truly get ready for the NFL. And yeah, uh, I want to hear about this because it is something that is important. There's a lot of guys that are very athletic, train really hard, and they give it their all. But there's a lot of luck, a lot of chance, and a lot of situations that like could prevent someone from that next level that have nothing to do with their own inner want or potential to be there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's something like, and I have people close to my life who strive for these professional careers, and yeah. it's a grind, and it's really hard, especially when you grow up an athlete and yeah. you identify as an athlete. For sure. Um, so are you going on NFL tryouts? Are you are you calling coaches? What are you doing to try to see if the league is possible? Yeah, so so I had an agent. I, I, I went the whole route. I moved to Atlanta. Um, I left. Literally, I remember playing in then we, we played in the national championship. The plane landed, team plane landed back in Kansas City. I didn't even go back to my apartment. I literally just, we landed and I stayed at the airport and took a flight to Atlanta and was like, this is, that was it. it was, school was just, I was just there just to play football. And so, to get mo- your film. <laughs> yeah, to get the film. And then, so I moved to Atlanta and then through that process, um, I, I started training. I started, I, you know, I surrounded my cousins were, NFL players so I was just with all the NFL guys you know doing all the NFL workouts and then did you feel a lot of pressure because these I, other people in your family had yeah oh for this? sure for sure the pressure this is the example I wanted it for myself but the the people the that were in front of me my my first cousins that are my friends you know what I mean um as well you know they were so close to me and so it was something that I wanted but th- this was the only way that I saw that I thought success exists, you know what I mean? Um, for the type of money that I wanted to make um, to carry a legacy as well, I thought that football was going to be that thing. And so, again, you're putting in you're putting in your all. You're doing everything you possibly can. And then at that point, through some workouts and you know going through um, everything I possibly could, um, things just didn't go my way. And after two years, I was just like. Of trying, I was just like, all right, this isn't for me. Um, I got a call from a CFL team. Um, I had opened up my gym, which I'll, I'll let you segue there. But um, and I was just like, I made a decision. I was just like, yeah, nah, I'm good. What was what were those? What was the ending month like? Where you were 
really having your heart open up to this concept of, okay, maybe I'm not going to be in the NFL. Like maybe I'm going to find something else. So, so what happened was in it, this is, you know, it is a lot of people don't know this story. It's very, very odd. Um, so one day, so I believe, so all these things that I'm doing now, it's like so crazy that they're like, you, you take these small ideas and they don't work and you're, you know, you have no voice and now you have a voice and all these things that you, you talk about. So I was doing this corporate thing for this company one Saturday morning, like this corporate workout. And we were doing an obstacle course at this park and we were setting it up around seven thirty in the morning and getting ready for this company to come out. And there's this lady, I'm walking with this other guy. This is, a uh, truly like this, this is beyond like this is beyond me. And I'm walking with this lady I mean, I'm walking with this guy, and this lady pulls up, right? And she drives by. She has her son in the car. She said, what are you guys doing? I said, we're setting up for camp or whatever. And she says to me, she goes, you're special, right? So I'm, I'm obviously weirded out, like super weird. I'm like, so immediately the conversation goes just like this. Just have your son come. It's no problem. Like, it's a, it's fun. You don't have to worry about paying. Don't worry. Like, I see a kid in the back with his mom. She's a single mom. I'm like, yeah, just drop him off. He's Aww. fine. You can come watch. And she's like, no, something, you're different. Something special about you. And I'm like, what about him? I literally said, just <laughs> Your like poor this. friend just yeah, sitting I'm there just like, like And she's just all into my face. And she's like, no, I have this. And it, she's one, I don't know what this is called, but this, she was it's just like an intuition. Like, I that. don't know what this was. It was, <laughs> it was so scary. It was like one of them scary moments of like, who is this woman? And what is she talking about? But at this point, my life is like, I'm always been, I've always been very positive. So I didn't see myself in a low moment though. I was very low. And I just remember her going, you're special, something special in your life, and you're. I need you to be in my son's life, and I'm like, what the? What the you're like, I'm not sure on the father. Yeah, your yeah, kid. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, uh, well, all right, well, just bring him over here. <laughs> Fast forward to, um, she came, she sat in the stands, her son did everything, we made it amazing, and I'll never forget. She gave me a book um, called The Prayer, uh, The Prayer of Jabez, and I read this book, but it was I, I didn't read it right away. By the way, I didn't read it right away. I was like, man, I'm not reading this. This is this lady's crazy. Like I was yeah. like, this lady's Throw crazy. Throw it I'm on not, your dresser. I'm not, yeah. I, I literally, I was actually afraid to take it in my house. And then she gave me a, <laughs> you're she, like, does this have a tracking device? She's going to like, come get me tomorrow. Yeah. This is so crazy. <laughs> so she gave me two letters and they were like these printed off letters with signatures from, um, one was a personal letter written from Holly Berry to her saying, thank you. She told me she used to work for Holly Berry. And I was like, okay, what the, uh, why, why do I want, like, this is so beyond. I'm like, okay, why do I want this lady? And then the other ones was this, this she must have did something in Michelle Obama, one of them cultivated uh, letterheads, and then Michelle Obama singing. She gives this to me. And I'm just like, okay, like with the book. And wow. Like, and I'm just like, okay, <laughs> what is this, right? So six, seven months go by, and I'm training people, but finally I Google the name of this book and I see it's this world-renowned book called The Prayer of Jabez. And I'm like, all right, let me try to read this book. And I read I read the book just in, in purpose, right? But then that moment just kept coming up. Like, what is this lady? What was she saying? Like, what was, you wow. know, why, what is she trying to tell me that my life is just going the path that I'm on? And I, I just couldn't understand it. And then fast forward a little bit to a lady telling me that, you know, I changed her life through fitness. And I was just doing basic football work. No. A, a, lady. a lady that was at, so, so I opened up my gym. So you haven't seen this other lady first ever since that moment? I've never seen her again. Wow. No, I, don't, I don't know her name. I, I've never seen her a day after that. 
And she gave you something no, so lying. special. No, I did see her death that because I invited her to our gym. But I, it, it was the weirdest. Like, I, I, I just. Like, maybe her purpose was that that one day in time. I, I think she that, didn't need to say that. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> her purpose was in it. Because she definitely, I, I, she was a different individual. You know, she didn't align with, you know, the type of conversation that but I. But still, that one moment interaction sparked something in you. Yeah. Until it, 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 this day, like, I always remember, like. What was she? I could tell you're still like really yeah, like trying what to is? Because I felt so bad for the guy standing next to me. Because in the moment I'm like, so what about him? And she's like, yeah, 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 he's cool. But you, <laughs> and I'm just like, she was just so adamant that she needed to talk you're to me. You're rare. That day. I told you. Yeah, she just she was so adamant she needed to talk to me. And then so it, it blew me away. It blew me away. Fast forward to the lady telling me um, I changed her life through fitness. She had lost like a hundred something. Is this pounds. your first woman that you trained? I was training so many women. Oh, wow. This is the first lady that. So how did training start? So football ends, and then where are you segueing to I want to train So people? football didn't end. So this is the crazy part. This is all in that time where I was really confused, but fitness was kind of like the thing that I would do during the day, you know, to kind of, after I work out, what am I doing? Everybody's like, oh, you in shape? You, you can train <laughs> me. So at this time, so my cousin played in the NFL. He opened up a gym, and so I partnered with him, and so – I just started doing speed classes for kids. And then I saw an opportunity, started doing a little bit of research about fitness. And so I was like, all right, well, I don't, in order to make some money doing this, I need to do group classes because individual classes aren't going to pay me a lot. I'm living in Atlanta. And I obviously was broke as a joke. I had no money. My girlfriend at the time was um, taking care of everything. And, uh, and so I just remember, um, I just remember training people every day, um, just speed and agility, agility. And then I just really said, all right, let me try this boot camp stuff. I just started. So where we were training, as in it, we, trying to go to NFL, I would see all these parents in the park with this trainer, you know, in the morning, right? You know, these early morning workouts and these moms. I was like, all right, I'm going to figure this out. So I started yeah, I doing do my that. research. Yeah, I was like, all right, I'm going to figure <laughs> this out. It's like, you know. And so fast forward to finally while I was training the kids, I started doing adult classes. And I, I didn't like fitness at all. It wasn't like, because I had been trained my whole life. But right. I just saw a segue to keep my mind busy. And I'll never forget, um, before that, I started the boot camp. I started marketing the boot camp. And I only got one person to show up. But that is so, like, that is the truth about starting anywhere, right? Yeah. I mean, and you got to go with it. And I think so many people nowadays, yeah. they get one sign up, oh, they're canceling it. They want 30. So 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 maybe that's so funny you say that because that which takes me to a point name her name's Marilyn I'll never forget this lady this is the one sign up this is the one sign up let's she, go Marilyn she, she was the G <laughs> she was the ultimate G so she signs up and obviously when you when you go out and you're putting flyers everywhere you're telling everybody you think that you're the greatest thing that ever <laughs> happened like this everybody's gonna see these boot camps because you know everyone's asking about man you host classes I'm gonna come soon as you start marketing no one comes no one wants to pay the money so I think it was 150 bucks or 100 bucks. Marilyn paid her money, mm-hmm. and so come 5 a.m., you know, we were ho- it was a 5 a.m. class too, and so um, I was gonna cancel. And then I was like, that was a, one of those accountability moments for me. Was like she didn't pay her money contingent on anybody else showing up. She paid her money for a 5 a.m. workout, and I was t- I was so tired a lot of mornings, and I was like, fuck, I gotta get up at four o'clock to get to the gym and be and have energy because mm-hmm. she paid for motivation in 150 a month. So I'm like, 
all right, cool, I got to be here. And I just remember saying, I'm going to get up. And it was a lot of mornings I was just like, I don't want to do this. But she didn't pay her money contingent on anybody else. And so I had to hold myself accountable. And that was some of my first segues into like, this training world of like accountability and, and, and being self-aware that when someone signs up with you, they're counting on you to help them on their journey. You know what I mean? And so I had a responsibility of, to give up myself to help other people. That was like the, one of the first moments of like, all right, I gotta, this is for others. This isn't for me. So who cares if, and she didn't sign up cont- on anybody else's merit. She signed up. Right. She wanted to get better. And how did it go with her? She was, she was my client for like, two years oh wow and then things i i mean not obviously took off but consistently Mm -hmm. um it went from one person to i end up training and who knows what would have happened if you would have rolled over that morning and said no i'm not going i wouldn't be here yeah wow it's crazy that that stuff happens yeah I i don't think i would be here because that opportunity led to me training a manager of of neo which is a singer um because she lived in our neighborhood in our area and she literally um, was like, hey, you know, Neil needs a trainer, I think. And it j- one phone call, just but my consistency. And that's your first celebrity client. That was my first celebrity client. What's the prep like for that? Because obviously you're like, I know I'm good at this. I'm getting referred to Neo. But then it's like, I don't know if that first day you show up, you're like, do I got to act different? What, how do I train him? So the first day was um, I flew to L.A. to meet him. Um, I was in Atlanta, flew to L.A. to meet him. But I want to make a very important, before I segue, the girl, the lady that actually changed my life in fitness that made me realize that um, it was more important was um, when I helped her lose 100 pounds to get pregnant, to get healthy enough to have a baby. Oh, wow. And uh, she was crying. She was she was literally in an emotional, like, oh, my God. Like, she was emotional. She was crying. And... Um, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to react. I'm this strong guy. She's in the middle of the gym. And she's just like, you know, you changed my life. And I was like, I changed your life through working out? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, (laughs) literally, like, what are you talking about? And it didn't hit me until a few months later, reading the book, all of this kind of came to Wow, so you didn't read the book for a long time. I didn't read the book for a long time. So I'm just going through the motions. So finally I read the book, and then this ha- this this thing happens with the lady where it was like you've changed my life through fitness, and you've literally changed my life, like her perspective of life. And like, because now she, she can have a baby. Yeah, she was she she was in a she was in a 400 like she you know she she got down to I think 280 or something like that right around that time, and you know she was still in her process to losing weight and getting healthier, but you know that was that segue, and so though that was the moment that really was like, oh man, this is. I can really help people. It's like, bigger this is, than a workout. This is bigger than a workout. This is more because her mental, you could just truly see how her mental fortitude, like she was just, she was relentless. It, like people, nothing could stop her. Wow. Or no one because, you know, obviously being big, being judged. Um, but all that became like second. That's because you have to live here every day. Mm-hmm. That's why I would tell people, you got to live there every day until you change it. So you might as well love where you are and then work the process backwards to get to where you're trying to go. But you got to right. love here to get to where you're trying to go. So true. I yeah. love that. You got to yeah. accept your current yeah. state to change it at all. You got to accept it. Yeah. So Neo, yeah. your first celebrity client, you fly to L.A. and I you f- immediately click. No. So. <laughs> uh, so, again, I'm, I'm, I'm like new to this. We, we work out um, to kind of be dead honest. I think I've talked about this before, but like. There's this moment between, I'm like, he has me on the road, but he didn't want to train. 
right? Mm. And so I'm there on the road for three months, three, four months, and I never forget, I remember waking him up in the mornings and he didn't want to get up. People like, oh, I got a headache or blah, blah. And I just remember going, all right, well, this is your money you're wasting. Like, you you have me on the road, hotel room, you know, and we're staying at the finest places in the world. And I'm traveling everywhere. You know, at this point, I'm full time with him traveling. And I just remember him just not being as committed. And so three, four months go by. And it was only supposed to be for three months. So I knew that in that moment, I had an opportunity to continue to elevate. Like this, it was like I got this opportunity because when I go back, I got to, you know, do all these different things with my gym. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to use this as my. Because once you get a celebrity, I automatically became a, the guru. The of door fitness. opens. Yeah, I, mean, I, I became the guru. And then you get one wreck, or he brings his buddy one time, and his buddy's usher. Like I don't know, you yeah, know, it, yeah, it's you, open. <laughs> you, you become you become the guru, and then so oddly enough, I got they let me go. So we go home. Um, what was the reason? So, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> this is so crazy. So I was two forty five. I was I weighed about two hundred and forty five pounds, and so I was big. And so a lot of people used to think I was security. And I was like, man, I'm not security like that. He had security. And so people <laughs> would always be like, man, man, you security. I'm like, I'm, and I got a birthmark on my face, red. People were like, and then finally, so when I went back home, I didn't know that I was let go. I thought we were just home. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get in shape. Like, I'm going to take my fitness serious, right? And I'm And so I dropped all this weight and I got down to like 225 or whatever. And crazy they were filming a um they were filming a, a video across the street from my um, place i only had a condo and they were there's some lofts across the street and just oddly enough me and his manager are cool same people that put me there were you know we were always cool we just didn't know he comes to me he goes hey yeah neil said i mind me i've been off the road for like three months I, i'm always thinking that i'm waiting on the call to go back and he says to me he goes yeah, you know, he didn't um, He didn't want you. He wants me to find another trainer. I said, what? For what? He was like, you weren't hard enough. And I'm like, I wasn't hard enough? Help me understand what you mean I wasn't hard enough. And he, she, he was like, you you were, you were, you know, you didn't hold him accountable. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, he said he had a headache or he was tired. I'm like, I'm here for him. So if he said he doesn't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. He's like, he wants more you to be more militant. Blah, blah, blah. He said, I think you can do it. I said, of course I can do it. Called one of my cousins and was like, man, I can't believe this man got me on the road and don't want to hold himself accountable. He's like, man, get rid of your ego and just do it. Mm-hmm. Got on the road and ended up being with Neo for three years. So this time that. around, I bet you're like, no, I don't care. Get up. At that time around, <laughs> I had a key to every room. To, no matter where he was at, no matter where we were on the road, I had a key to every room. That So no matter what he was doing, I would walk in the room and be like, you got 30 minutes. Wow. And that's a hard thing to kind of understand as this trainer of these A-listers because you, I understand like they're employing you. You don't want to piss them off. Like if they don't want to do it, what do you say? But then at the same time, you're like, oh wait, they, it's hard to be self-motivated. So I'm here to be the person that gets them to do the thing they don't want to do. Yeah. So, you know, it's so funny the way that you said that I've never approached them like that. I don't approach these people like, oh, they're employing me. You're my client. You've hired me. I'm not this is your, you want me here. So yeah. I've never looked at it like that. I'm here to help you. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. You're then, my partner. Then what was the difference between the first time and the second time working with him? More, I was just more comfortable. I had more confidence to be me. Because yeah. when I went into the situation in the first place, again, talked about, you know, that moment when you get there, what changed? It was like, I don't know how 
strong of my personality that these people can take. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. You because, said that to me before. You were like, I didn't work out this morning so I could be calmer for you. I'm yeah. like, I want you on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, trust me. This well, is get, a- at the end, we're going to talk about some stuff. I think I'll get you going. Okay, okay. But yeah, so, so, so that was that moment. So the segue between him then and the second time, I think that he realized that, okay, this dude isn't playing. And before you know it, there weren't very many missed workouts at that point. So, yeah. you know, things just – it clicked for him, but he needed me to – I think it was about a good four months of, like, nonstop. And he, obviously we have those days, but I remember that I was on the road and I had a job to do. And so no matter how we partied, no matter what happened, I had a responsibility to get up and get my shit done. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And then you start working with Kevin and you start yep. working in this field and you have just trained and you've really – you really are an entrepreneur as well. I mean, yes. you've built a business, you've built a brand um, as someone who struggled with academics. I mean, isn't it crazy how that yeah, works? For like, sure, for sure. You come around and you've made this huge career for yourself, like from the ground up, from failure, from really hard times. For sure. Um, I don't think I think about it. I, yeah. Do you ever sit back and say that you're proud? No. Really? No, I'm just, I'm thankful. But proud, I think proud gets, pride is uh, destruction. You know, to be pride, pride, and and just to build on that. I can. I. I. I Sometimes I look back and I'm thankful. I, I have a sense of gratitude, but I can't be proud because I think there's more to accomplish and more to do. And there's always more to do. But I don't want to let the moment of being proud exist in me more than yeah. a moment. Like subconsciously signal that you could take time off or something. Yeah. And I don't ever want that. I don't want to be able to be one of those guys that, you know, you, you, you see successful people that are like, and, and again, we've talked about successes and about money, but when you look at the frame of money and you see people that are successful financially and they still go to work, they still are fulfilled with some type of project. And so you have to, you know, keep the mind going. So when you say proud, I'm proud in the small accomplishments of a day to day, you know, but I'm not the overarching accomplishment that people may see um oh man you've done this and i've been you know i'm responsible for some partnerships with kevin and myself and some big deals and it's like man good pat on the back and keep going like that's a moment but tomorrow it's like what are you how are you building on those moments you can't become too happy and too excited within the because you gotta now the work starts right you got the deal done great now you actually have to do the work Right. And that's where a lot of people get it, you know, get it misconstrued. It's like a basketball player, a football player. You make it to the NFL, you make it to the or or, or a lawyer, and then you stop your practice. You know, I don't want to use sports always as a catalyst, but you know, but, yeah, but volleyball, you get there. Think about the girls. Like for you, I'll shift this for a second. Think about the girls you play volleyball with that were more talented than you, or maybe you were the most talented girl on the team, but they were talented but didn't do the work. They didn't care to put in that extra effort because they they were like, well, I'm good. I'm proud. Like, I'm I'm already good enough. And Mm -hmm. then you excelled or someone else excelled more. Maybe you were the girl that just were lazy and, uh, you know what I mean? (laughs) But but does that make sense, though? (laughs) Yeah, no, it does make sense. And I – that's something like – and I'll – a little bit about me. Like, I was a walk-on. I was not expected to be a starter. I ended up starting as a freshman. And I think that – for me, it's because I never felt good enough, so I kept like working sure. to, to be good enough. Whereas sure. a lot of people on the full ride scholarships, like huge recruits, um, didn't necessarily like they felt really comfortable with their abilities, mm-hmm. and it was always frustrating to me because it's like you show up and you are better than me, yeah, but I I'll am putting you. in more work. Yeah. So you know, but 
because yeah. talent, you know, talent is is just that. It's just the talent. The work is how you win. You know, I, I watched the CrossFit Games, and no disrespect to them, but though like Brooke Wells is an incredible person lifting weights, but she can't jump or run as fast as me. You know what I mean? Or Matt Fraser has no clue. He can probably lift more weights than me, but an athlete, he has no. He can't stand a chance. But his work ethic out. He's the fittest man in the world. So as much, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to, to build him up. I wasn't saying that in that moment of like he works his to be the fittest man in the yeah. world. So that's that moment of to you. It's like, I'm OK, I may not have all those tangible things, but I'm going to I'm willing to work. And this work ethic you talk of stems from motivation and motivation is the thing that like everyone wants. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's the new year. It's Mm -hmm. like you got that 2020 motivation, but that fades Mm -hmm. and it's hard to keep year round. And I even look back on my college career and I do not think I was as good as I could have been. And it kills me because I think I was, you know, distracted with other things. I think my mental health took a toll. Like I just really wish that in a good place of mind knowing what i know now wiser i could attack it so can i ask you a question yeah so now in this new journey of life can you find that fulfillment in where you are and build that okay volleyball i know that i could have been better Mm -hmm. and so now in this new path you know you can't change college volleyball right but you can change now and so now what opportunity every day are you you telling yourself that no longer will I ever say that I will allow the distractions to keep me from being the greatest and feeling the most impeccable about the the things that I'm doing every day. So I don't have the feeling anymore about I could have been better if I didn't have these distractions. What distractions? What are the things today that you say to yourself that I'm not going to allow this to happen? Oh, it's so true. Can you like literally wake me up every morning and say this to me? No, it's so true. And like, I am an entrepreneur as well. And like, I'm building a brand and I could wake up earlier. I could put more hours in. Like, I know I can. Um, and there is no end. And I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. No excuses. That's it. I got to And I hate, I hate to say it's to like, to be dead honest. Like when you know, like you, you just, you know, this sparked me. Right. So like, as I'm going to give you a real moment, um, this podcast I, um I'm, I'm gonna and then there's a guy hitting me up the other day and I said yes to him too and he goes oh Sunday in, in, at 11 o'clock and I said Sunday at 5 a.m and he's like what well you don't want it that's all the time I have I'm not I'm not taking time away from my wife anymore right now so if you want to do it 5 a.m. And if you don't want to get up at 5 a.m., you don't want to do it with me. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be like, that's right. the only time I have. And so you have to just make a commitment if you really, you know what I mean? There is no. Yeah. You, that's funny you say that because you, the when I was talking to Chris, who was helping us set this up, he you couldn't do the times I needed. And he was like, and then boss is leaving the country. And I was like, well, I need this interview. And I was like, I know he wakes up early. I'll do, f- I'll do five or 6 a.m. Yeah, like, and he was like, we'll do six. And I was, was like, like, done. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Kendall. Perfect. I like told her, <laughs> she's like, oh, really? Yeah. No. And, I, and I'm so thankful that you guys yeah. did this, but this is that moment of building on. So, yeah. And so it's like, I know I, I can do these things. Like I know I will wake up at, like I had to wake up at 445 to get here and get this done and be prepped. And like, like I know I can, but then I also know it's like hard to find that balance of when, you can be okay with the work you've put in. Like, do you feel like you will do a workout on a day and go home and be like, I gave it my all. Like, I feel good about that. Yes. And how do you measure that for yourself? Is that just years of experience? 
how do I measure? I know you, you know, like how do you know when you've given it your all, you know, yeah. you know, and every day is in a, it's like, you know, I, I had to learn because I was an all out or nothing type of guy. And then I realized that I was, you're, you're, you're slowly beating yourself down by saying I need to every workout or everything needs to be all out or nothing. So I just understood that I gave it my all that particular day that 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 was required and so um you know making these little i I, so there's this book i read called the slight edge and um this will probably help you um and it talks about compound interest affected life right and if you if you take a penny and it doubles every day you have a penny a day two pennies tomorrow four eight sixteen the compound interest effective life it's like the small things done over a period of time ultimately lead to the the grand fiosa like the grand moment first you bought a camera then you bought the mics then this then you had your first interview and then you continued to build then there were two followers then there were four followers and then so you continue to build and concepts are like that and life is like that you but everybody wants to know how you went from point A to point Z rather than understanding that that was A, B, C, D, D. You know what I mean? And so you have to do all the things in the, in the middle. If you read that the top, it says the process is the fuel. And so to understand Mm -hmm. the process is truly the fuel. The car can't run without gas. You know what I mean? And so you have to do all the things in between in order to get to that. Oh, I want to have the number one podcast. Well, you have to do enough of those podcast in order to get to that position you know what i mean you have to continue to every day every day just carve out and this is a big message of yours is this is not about perfection it's about the pursuit of perfection because you understand that it's it's this concept that will keep you going and going even though you know it might not be achievable it's never achievable perfection is never achievable why do I want to be perfect? There is no such, I don't, mm-hmm. like there's nothing in my life that is perfect. There's not the way I struggle, the way I love my wife, the way, you know, there's the, the, the way I drop, there's nothing that's perfect, but can I be better? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Oh man, you're going to, I drive fast, but we have a baby. I'm going to drive better. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, 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 but you, but an accident can happen at any moment. You know what I mean? So right. you doesn't there's there is nothing about life that's perfect, but we're trying to be better human beings for one another and the people that we interact with. And so that's the most important point part for me. What do you say to yourself when your motivation is low? Someone wants my spot. Yeah. That's it. It's that's like for me. Go ahead. I mean, I don't know. No, sorry keep going. No, off. go on it. I love yeah, it. Like, and I love it because you said this about Kevin Hart in the documentary. You were like, someone wants to be the next comedian. Like you said, your time will be up. Yeah. my Yeah. Th- your time will be up. And so football taught me that. Right. And I'm sure volleyball taught you that you're a starter. The girl on the bench thinks she's better than you and that she should. You know what I mean? And she's working her ass off if she truly wants it to get your spot. And you have to continue to work in order to make sure that your spot is permanent for the moment that it exists because you're only in college for four, maybe five years. If you're there for six, there's a problem. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I love that you talk about this moment and this opportunity because, like you said, I feel like I'm in this new stage now where I have the opportunity and, like like you said, maximize opportunity while you got it. Like, I'm only going to be a college grad right now. I'm only going to have the opportunities I have via social right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you just can't bank on having things down the line. Like, yeah. you can only – bank on the present moment to, to, to the thing that's so constant to me is magic johnson was magic johnson unfortunately he did something with his career after basketball but his career with basketball is over kobe bryant's career is over like some of the greatest athletes you know at some point 
you they don't play volleyball anymore. So mm-hmm. you have to maximize in the moment. They don't play basketball. They don't play. You're, you're not going to, you know what I mean? And yeah. so you just always know. And then myself. you see in those people who maximizes opportunity afterwards. Like yes. Kobe has this whole empire. Yes. I mean, yes. they just keep going. They're hungry to keep creating and keep being better. So to watch, a, to, so for me, to be able to every day, Pay attention to not the athletic ability of a person, but to watch Kevin, Dwayne, Kobe, Shaq, uh, so many other people just using athletes and say they don't have to work again. And they're literally out here marketing, building brands in that's what's important. You know right. what I mean? That's so true. They could never work a day in their life. They could sit on their mansions and never work, but and, they and don't just do, do when, that. Just do the movies that come to them or do the things that come to them that's required. Kobe opened up a, a Mamba facility and is opening up more. He has a fun. Shaq is on every commercial that you see on TV. <laughs> he does NBA. Like He's constantly building. You look at Dwayne and Kevin. They're constantly doing movies. They're constantly marketing. Why are they starting new companies? Why are they taking risks? Who am I to say that I'm... I'm 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 there. I'm not beneath them. I'm the same. I'm the same human. There are no different. There's there's they don't have an esoteric this this talent that is only they, they have work ethic. And that's what re, that's what's required. And if you want that, because some people truly and I've had you have to learn that everybody in life doesn't want to push the limit for for that more. Their more is getting up, going to work. And there's nothing, nothing bad to say about that. Nothing bad is just not the life that I want. Right. But I, there's no judgment if you want to go to work, go to happy hour, come home, raise your family, and be cool. Well, there's no judgment. That goes with the, the saying, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. And not everyone is Kevin Hart, and yeah. not everyone is you. And yeah. that's because it's not easy yeah. to, to build what you've built. Yeah. And, and, and some people truly don't desire it. Some people don't. That's true. You know, some people truly don't desire. Some people don't want to be on a podcast and put themselves out there to to be ridiculed about the way you talk or the the the, the way you look or right. whatever it may be. And, and and you know, I put myself on camera every day, and I got a red birthmark on my face. Who cares? It's, I got to live here every day. Yeah. Either you like it or not. I got my wife. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I got. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you have I got your five main people, you're like, I don't even I, care about I, anything I, else. I don't care. But one of the big quotes you emphasize is, "Just train the mind." the body will follow yeah. and that's like a just train slogan i mean you guys have that on the wall here what does that mean and i love that you emphasize training the mind yeah for me uh just train so to talk back about football right there was a moment for me that i did, I couldn't watch football I, I just was like i was bitter um and i don't I, and people go were you depressed i'm like i wasn't depressed i was just low you know what i mean and i'm not running away but i wasn't like in a but i just remember that the things that were required was my mental i needed to con- constantly tell myself every day back to that moment i got to get up at 5 a.m because this is accountability this is so i was training my mind at that time i was training myself to say this is who i'm going to be consistently and so it was the mental training part, and then the body was just something that people saw. They were like, that was just going to be my my thing, my entry into the door. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Was fitness was the entry, but the mind was always the byproduct, the and, product. And once you get to the gym at 5 a.m., your body will work out, but what's getting you from bed to the gym is what you say to yourself in the morning. What you say to yourself in the morning. What you say to yourself going to bed. Right. What you say to yourself going to bed, I'm going to get up at this, this, this time, and I won't allow laziness being tired, 
my wife to say, babe, what are you doing? You know, yeah. the dog, whatever these these excuses that are re- real. The baby's sick. The baby. And okay, I don't got. I may not go to the gym, but I'm gonna get down and I'm gonna do my push-ups and my squats or whatever it is. And and, and try not. The, for me, it was like finding life and saying it's not that complicated. Training them like literally, like it's not okay. It's not. It's not really that complicated. Things happen. How do we adjust? And lastly, I just want to ask you what your definition of greatness is. What my definition of greatness? Um, this may this changes, right? Um, but I I, I truly want um, a legacy for my family is important. Um, you know, greatness is touching other people and making other people's lives better um, through impact and just conversation. You know, um, greatness is I think. We all have it. It just depends on how you want to do it. I really, the answer is, man, my mind literally is all over the place what greatness means. I know because it's just such a, this word of like what makes someone great. It's hard to. Yeah, like greatness. I Truly, man, and it, I think I get off more on helping people um, and, it, and not just, I, 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 tr- I don't train very many people. I mean, I don't train anyone really but Kevin, but. Um, also, like, can I get smoked after this? Is that you, a thing? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna train. <laughs> I'm gonna actually train a, um, someone. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no. Like my 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 um, greatness is just helping people, trying to help people feel more fulfilled, making an impact, making an impact. Myself, um, and I think that that will I'll add more. You know, you just continue to add more. But I'm not thinking about the greatness today. I'm just thinking about the work that I want to do. You know what I mean? Truly, I do. You compartmentalize you, every day is its own challenge, or do you like to yeah. make goals in like your monthly, yearly? I, you know, and don't beat me up over this. Um, we we write things down. I think it's important. I like to write in a notepad. I like to write down. But um, if I put goals on my life, I would be limited because I wouldn't have ever traveled to the Middle East, and mm. you know, I couldn't. The goals that I thought that I wanted were nowhere near where my life has taken me. I've traveled around the world. I've trained people from the Middle East to Asia to, I mean, literally I've been requested to travel all around the world to train people. And tra- we're talking training. You know, I'm talking rulers of countries have requested me to come train them. And I'm like, so you, you I couldn't write that down. I couldn't, right. that wasn't a goal of mine, you know? And so um, I tell people to just believe and dream the unbelievable. And I know that sounds really, really crazy, but I'm, I think I'm in a real example of just football not working um, and being able to truly just go to this point where it was just like, it's, I just got to go. And the go button worked more than anything in my life. And so that's, you know, that's the goal is to, to truly believe that there is more to life than just what we think. And so a goal um, just could not define that. It could, be, it could be limiting in some way. It could be very limiting. And, and the very last thing, someone is listening right now who wants to start something, wants to do something, wants to become something, and they just need that push. What would you say? Go. Simple. Go. Don't overcomplicate it. I, I have a podcast. Um, I never forget really, really fast. And um, guys were like, oh, man, we need to do this. You need to do this. And I was just like, no, nah, dog, just go buy the equipment. We're going to just do it. Let's just tell people to come, and then we'll figure it out later. Stop overthinking the process because every, it, it's never going to be perfect. There's always going to be things that you want to fix on the way. Um, I remember that I was talking too much in my first podcast. Okay, you learn. You get better. You know what I mean? Like, you, you 
you just have to start. The thing that's most crippling for most people is they, from from for me, my life is to go button. Everybody's like, well, I need this plan. And I'm like, well, you do that. I'm going to go do this. And you may catch me, but I'm going. I think something you said is it doesn't matter if you're going fast. Just be going. Just just, just go. <laughs> just go. Like, literally, like, it's so true. Like, it doesn't have to be fast. I don't care. You know, you run a marathon. The same person that started, finishes first and finishes last, finished. No matter what. As long as you finish. That's the goal. Nobody, I mean, who's judging at the time at the end of the day? You're really competing with yourself. Yeah. Self-competition every day. You know, I'm, I'm literally waking up every day competing with myself. I think, by the way, I think competition is the fuel for us. And, and, and it, it, we see it every day where, you know, the Burger King doesn't stop because there's a McDonald's. The five guys didn't stop, didn't try <laughs> to make burgers because there was a Chick-fil-A. Competition fuels us. I think what we the, the thing that we should be building on is competition. Um, we should compete to uplift and not compete to destroy. The problem with humans is that I get the businesses, but we're trying to destroy. We're trying to compete to destroy one another rather than competing to uplift. And I just want to compete. Let's talk trash. Let's be better. Let's be, you know, let's get in a room and let's uplift each other through competition. But knowing that we're trying to make each other better. I may beat you today. You may beat me tomorrow. You know what I mean? Right. However, but it's it's not to tell you you're worse than me. It's only to say, okay, let me go back and think. And if you're not that type of person, I'm sorry that you don't fuel off competition. But I am a, I am fueled off of competing and I want to compete with myself daily because I know what I gave yesterday compared to what I gave today. And then if I know that I am lacking, that's how we, that's the only way we get better. I love that. Yeah. Go compete and get better every day. Get better every day. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate it. I really it. appreciate you uh, having me on. Thank, Thank you. So you. Much. Okay, Thank you so much for listening to this episode of real pod featuring boss Everline. If you want to keep up with boss, make sure you check out his Instagram. It's at just train and you can also check out his website and his gyms at just hyphen train.com i highly suggest you guys all follow him i mean if you're not already because he's so inspiring his content honestly gives me that daily boost i need thanks again to boss for taking the time to be on the podcast so thankful to him hope you guys enjoyed this and if you did i would love 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 if you could please give it five stars and leave a review wherever you get your podcast that would mean so much and it would definitely help the podcast grow and i will see you guys back here every single wednesday morning let's get it all right have a great day and get after it